0: I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. We're continuing Dr. Donna. Uh that 60th anniversary, it's right around the corner, right? It is. It's coming up. It's coming up fast. Actually, it is sadly it is kind of coming up fast like this year's flying by. So we're going to talk about the fires of Pompeii, Pom Pompeii. <laughs> oh, Bay. that Pompeii, man, which was uh episode two of series four of new who as well as planet of the Ood, which is was episode three and this is in my opinion quite the grouping this is a good i feel like a solid group of episodes a solid pair they came out swinging this season yeah (laughs) have we talked ourselves out before we actually like before we even started yeah uh so okay Fires of Pompeii. This one, uh, obviously, they go to Pompeii. They continue slash reinforce the torment of Donna in this episode. And uh, Amy Pond and PCAP. <laughs> it's just Amy Pond. That's her name. Amy Pond and PCAP make appearances. It's amazing. I didn't even realize Amy Pond was in this one.
1: Me neither. Luckily.
0: What do you guys think of this episode? Where does it sit? Uh, how fond are you of of this? It's a pretty good way to introduce like the new companion
2: to what it's really like to travel through time and space with the doctor because Mm -hmm. like before this all of Donna's adventures have been kind of earth-based but in her time like she's flown in a spaceship but she hasn't done any real time travel until now and now she's like whoa I you know I'm speaking Roman now I know a little bit of Roman and so she tries it and then I, I can't remember what was the Like the TARDIS tries to translate it into something else and and the guy is like, I don't speak that. I don't speak Gaelic or something.
0: Yeah, I think it was Gaelic. Yeah. Yeah. They come back to that. That was, I thought that was fun with the uh, TARDIS translation playing with that a bit. That's pretty cool.
1: I feel like this episode was a good follow-up to the last one because the doctor went a little bonkers, right? That was the last one was a spider one, right? No, that
0: was that was the first Donna one, but the last one was the adipose with the little fat creatures.
1: Okay, never mind. Well, I I was thinking about the spider one because he seemed like, you know, a little nuts there. This one helped, I think, for her to be like, okay, well, these are really super big decisions that affect more than just like the surface that I see.
0: The adipose one feels like that's not a character episode. That's a like plot point episode. I guess it's establishing Donna as a character who wants to go with the doctor, you know, but it's like, let's get Donna and the doctor together. Maybe they'll have a little fun. There's a cute creature, whatever. But then it's like, they waste no time into, but here's what we're really doing. And they really do hit on that point. The character point of the spider episode. Maybe the doctor was a bit on with the spider one, but it's not uncommon for him to make those big calls. Yeah. And uh, if she's going to roll with him now, she's got to help make those big calls. Right. She's a good actor. I think she's really good in th- this and the next one. But again, that rewatch, I, I was like, I didn't realize like how almost every episode they just like hit Donna with, uh, I feel like more so than like Rose or some of the other companions. She gets it was at least right off the bat, some real heavy stuff fairly consistently. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like after this adventure she'd be like, Yeah, no, never mind. I was wrong. <laughs> oh, I want- well, especially oh. after these
2: two adventures, you know, just yeah. like ripping the band-aid off in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. I mean, at least and I know they made it a point of like Pompeii had to had to burn because otherwise these aliens, their plan was gonna destroy Earth basically for humans anyway. But at least with with Planet of the Ood, they helped kind right. of they were there and a good thing eventually happened and this one she helped him murder a whole city of people <laughs> right, right. put her hand on there was
2: just grasping at straws just like somebody save somebody anybody you know yeah like whoa just one what do you one, think about one. the uh cgi in this because this is you know like this could be one of those things that really dates this first episode or I guess second episode.
1: Yeah, I
0: feel like it, I mean, it's okay. It's, it's mainly the fire monsters, right? Like the, whatever, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Yeah. It's kind of dated. It's not as bad as maybe some of the stuff. I feel like when they're in the open cave area, it's worse (laughs) or maybe it's just like the staging feels stiffer. Like it's clear, like the one guy's just up there in this one spot the human villain guy i don't know what his name was either but um he's not going to move from there because that's where the digital map painting is and then there's some like clearly yeah. composited over cg monsters it's a little rough right a little yeah. rough
1: yeah it's better when you can view them from the vents or whatever because i mean right. it's not great still but at least it's they're like more obscured by whatever's around you know
0: and it's interesting that like this is about as historical as doctor who's gone for a while where right yeah it's kind of a historical but also psychic abilities ability rock to monsters future, yeah. rock monsters the whole like psychic thing is i mean it's it's fine like but it's it's weird and mm-hmm. they do the kind of like fantasy science explain it away with like they're inhaling uh, basically the rock monsters so that affects them with a psychic whatever but like I feel like there was definitely some future telling in there. Some accurate future prediction.
1: Yeah, there was, because they were connected to the rock monster.
0: Did they try to tie that to, like... Did the doctor have a line about them tapping into the time stream? Is that how they kind of explained away that? I feel like there might have been a line like that, actually. It doesn't matter. Where the... I don't know if he was a mayor or whatever he was. The guy and the daughter of the family having, like, the... The the soothsayer show off, yeah. Where Alex, yeah? Uh, Doctor of Gallifrey and whatever, like just like showing this information that they're getting glimpses of. But I like that scene; it's good. And it also like, of course, they have the whole season written before they're going to production. But like threading, you know, he says to Donna, you know, there's something on your on your back or whatever. Yeah. But threading that this early is good stuff like that. I really liked. PCAP. He's As good. a character. He, he uh this is not the PCAP we we
2: grow to love, is it? Like he's kind of an overactor at this point. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. He's perhaps appropriate for the characters because it's interesting. And I was reading on Wikipedia for like trivia or whatever, but they also talk about the reception, right? Of the how it was received. And that was the criticism is like the writing for Donna and the Doctor was very well received. People praise the the writing and the acting, of course, but criticism was levied at the writing of like basically all the supporting characters, which would primarily be the family, because they're a little like flimsy, they're a little thin, one note. Like, oh, the son doesn't want to do whatever; he's just like a drunken layabout, and so his overacting is not totally out of place in it, mm-hmm. because their characters are a little comical.
1: Okay, you, you guys don't remember the spider. That was like two episodes ago, right? The spider lady? Yeah. It, it, oh, oh well, correcting right. I think is the standard Listen. at that point with <laughs> All right, <yeah>. you know
0: <laughs> right. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I hated the spider lady. Not because she's creepy, because she was not good. Okay. Well, there was actually some interesting little bits of uh uh little bits of trivia. There are other continuity links. In this, uh, the script includes a scene in which the doctor admits partial responsibility for the great fire of Rome as depicted at the end of the 1965 serial, the Romans, which is a full on first doctor historical, but that's actually one of my favorite first doctor serials because it's like a weird comedy. It's so weird. It's like a weird historical comedy where they're just like hanging out in Rome. There's so still like Dar isn't Barbara like, like uh
2: like a goddess or something like
0: I mean the, yeah and uh, the doctors just kicking it in like uh I don't know what the name kind is. of flirting with the gal right Yeah yeah it's a it's a great episode so any nods to that is are a great several episodes It's one of the few I think old school historicals like first doctor period historicals that I'd be like yeah I want to revisit that in fact I do Someday we should do that for the podcast because it's such a kind of off-kilter one. It's funny because, like, the first Doctor
2: run has a bunch like that where it's like, the Romans, the Aztecs. Right. And then, you know, Keys emeritus
0: <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> you know, and it's like it just goes way out there. I mean, at this point, <laughs> they gotta, like, I I feel like they have to get pretty creative. Right. They can't just... I don't know i guess they, the romans again the jews no I go, wait i don't remember that episode of <laughs> they of couldn't just do that anymore weird <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing was there was a nod oh okay i guess i mean this is uh, i feel like a looser connection of just about this the sale of the tardis being as modern art uh refers to the 1979 serial city of death in which a scene in Oh. Which ah. includes a scene in which the TARDIS is appraised in a similar fashion. So that's fun. That's one of my favorite episodes of all time. City of Death? Yeah. Douglas Adams,
2: fourth doctor. What a wonderful butler. He's so violent.
0: It's such a Tom Baker line. That man. put yeah, I was gonna say, you said that 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 put Tom Baker like right in my mind's eye. Well, let's hop over real quick then to uh Planet of the Ood. An ood, I love an ood. Said. that's that's
2: 11 is ooh a nude 11 nude i,
1: I want to say this one i think is slightly unrealistic because humans are pieces of poop but i think buying a creature person thing uh and be them being like yeah they l- l- love to serve you that's what they want i think most humans at this point would be like, mm, I'm not buying it. I could be wrong, but I feel like we would. We see have enough saying. history.
0: Not unrealistic in that, like, there's a company that would try to sell them. Oh, uh, no, no. Yeah. But in that there'd be so many, like, are right, uh, throughout the galaxy, you know, there's, I don't know, they said however many, hundreds of thousands out there sold that there'd be so many people willing to buy. Well, you're probably right, but I think... The fact that they have speech and they could be like oh, we're here to serve like helps right do they not doctor who is definitely not the future that star trek promises us right do do they not need to eat i was thinking about that Rewatching this one where they're like there's just packed into like there's a warehouse full of like um containers shipping,
1: uh, shipping, shipping containers yeah
0: yeah and like you open it and it's just a bunch of oots standing in there it's like
1: how long are they going to be
0: in there? I don't know. If they get pink
1: eye, they'll eat your face. But sadly enough, they actually do that with people. So they probably just have a little bit of food sort of in there with them. And then, you know, yeah.
0: That's a good point. I like this one. I'm not wild about like the production of it. Not that it looks bad. But I think once they get into the warehouse, it's like, oh, it's a warehouse. Cool. But I like the snowy planet. This is... So last episode was the first, like, Donna going back in time, actually time traveling in a a significant amount. This is like first going to another planet and seeing an alien that's not just a big spider woman or...
2: Actually, this is the one that breaks her and tells her and makes her decide she wants to go home and quit. Mm -hmm. Like, she's ready to quit in this episode.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's like, oh, we just, we just just murdered a city and, uh... You know, in the past on Earth, and then we come out here and we find people, like, two to three thousand years in the future, are, uh, we got a a huge slave, slave trade, they're selling it across the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Cutting people's (laughs) brains off, putting a (laughs) globe there. Yeah. That's pretty dark. Okay, so the the, slavery, obviously the slavery thing's super dark, but then, like, to add the, like, lobotomizing them, essentially? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes it just another level of super dark.
1: Not only the bottomizing them, it's like they take part of them and imprison it. And and then, you know, yeah, what they did to the Ood was horrible. But the best thing about it, they make the Ood, even though they're supposed to be scary, and they do look kind of scary, I suppose. The bad guys, you still, throughout, I feel, not even just at the end, but throughout it, feel like they're the good guys. Even though they do some devious stuff, man, really. Like that, slowly poisoning that the like the oh, big bad yeah. guy, man. That was that was mess, messed up stuff right there. But he deserved it. But still, yeah, the Ood
0: are such an interesting characters because like they're first introduced in, I, it's the I think it was a pair of episodes. The second one's like the, it's the one with Satan, right? And I and yeah. they get overshadowed by Satan because they did a Doctor Who episode with Satan in it. But yeah, the Ood are so weird because they are in there and here they make them a threat but at the same time they're not bad no but they just happen to always get controlled and mentally <laughs> controlled to being doing bad things
1: well like their brains on the outside it's probably not the the most difficult thing in the world to control them
0: true i do like the snowy landscape it's, it's a clearly digital like matte painting but it looks nice And I do like that the first, like, other than the spider thing, the first, like, alien she comes across, she's initially like, oh, my God, what is that? But then there's quickly, like, oh, he's dying, and there's sympathy, and, like, her view towards the Ood totally changes, like, instantly. But also, it's just like, (laughs) welcome to the universe, have some horrible depression, here's a creature, the (laughs) first, like, potentially friendly creature you met is dying. So yeah. here you go. Here you go, Donna. I also love how, like, Donna just, like,
2: does not care about his, like, soliloquies. He's like, Donna, Donna Noble, out in the world. You're checking out the universe, da 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 She's not even there. She went back into the TARDIS to get a coat. She's
0: like, well, now what now? <laughs> They're a good pair. Just worked out. They happen to be a good pair. You just think about, like, I don't know. Martha was interesting having like not that the doctor's companions aren't capable but like a super smart capable companion who's a doctor mm-hmm. like is interesting but i man the dynamic was a little lame i i kind of just didn't really yeah. didn't really work there are episodes that i really like
2: but like mm-hmm. yeah overall she's not my favorite
1: i have two things to say actually You said something earlier about them being a good pair, and then that made me think for some reason about poker, and the Ud would be great at poker, and Donna would be horrible. Just saying. Okay, so... It would be
0: awful You say Donna has no poker face? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: And then I think that what they need is... Well, I mean, they need a male companion, first of all. Preferably, you know, a, a regular type person, I suppose. But then they need somebody from the future... That can be a girl or whatever, or a boy, it doesn't matter. That is smart and can do stuff smartly with the doctor so that when they break off, because they always do, they're still able to do things without the doctor holding their hand the whole time.
2: You mean like Jamie and Zoe?
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'd be down for that. They need more variety, for sure. Yeah, I
0: wish they didn't feel compelled to have... It's, and at this point, it's not even just a companion from present day who's the audience surrogate. Every companion, if there's more than one, uh-huh. is a present day audience surrogate character. I don't know how much that's going to change either because I don't know her name offhand, but what's the character's name? It's not Cherry Sunday, but it's something ridiculous like that. But the the the, the, the actor, yeah. actor or actress, if she goes by that, who's going to be... I guess 15th companion has been announced. And, you know, I definitely think she's probably, I could be wrong. We don't know anything about her actual character, but I'm assuming. Millie Gibson. what is her character's name though? It's not Cherry Sunday, but when you see it, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's something like that. Ruby. Ruby Sunday? I don't know. That's a name already. Yeah, no, you're right. It is Ruby Sunday. Yeah. Okay. I
2: knew it was something like that. Huh. That's a weird name. I'm an alien,
1: I think. Throw an alien in there. That'd be nice. Yeah. A nude. Yeah. would be great. Love a nude. You have to be careful how you say that. Because it could... (laughs) (laughs) I guarantee
0: auto auto captions right now is like, this guy really likes nudes. (laughs) He likes (laughs) nudes. Yes, yeah. They show up in uh, The Doctor's Wife, which was
2: the first episode that Holly ever watched. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Which one's that? Is That's that? That's the um, Neil Gaiman one where uh, the TARDIS right. becomes a person. And there's right. an Ood. Love an Ood.
0: That's a great episode. Yeah, it is a great episode. Yeah, no, the Ood, the Ood. The doctor always lets him down. There wasn't much apparent thought given to the Ood from the Satan Pit and whatever the first part of that episode was called which is a failure of the doctors because he should have been like as concerned with that as he would have been any of the human characters i kind of feel like this definitely plays on that a bit and is also a thing that is reoccurring
1: couldn't he hear their song
0: oh, right that's brutal and then like that whole mind meld with donna and take it away yeah take yeah. it away can't do it i want to go home that's the big thing with Donna this episode. That's the big torture for her, I think, is we should, I should make a chart of the tortures of Donna and Mel- <laughs> or whatever the torment is like the slave song, basically Yeah.
2: <laughs> what's horrifying Donna this week.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't even know what the next episode is offhand, but I'm sure it's something terrible.
2: You know, I was thinking about that, like we should throw in one of the audio adventures here because. They make a big to-do about the fact that never married, never married, right? Right. But there is an audio adventure where they pretend to be married and they're flipping this house or whatever that I think would be interesting. But it it incorporates the mom and Wilf. So I don't know if it's like time appropriate because I think they're going to go back and incorporate the mom at some point, but they haven't done that
0: yet. Mm Let's see. Okay, the next one. Is the Santarin Stratagem. Oh wow. This one is this one is I remember not being super wild about this one, but well it's a two parter, so we can't really Right. Oh yeah, and then The Poison Sky.
1: That's a great title.
0: It is. And then the Doctor's Daughter. Okay. Oh, I didn't wow. Oh
2: really? I didn't realize that was a Donna adventure.
1: Me either. Yeah. Mm. And then the You mean his the... wife? That's so gross. And it's not really his daughter
0: though. It's a it's she's basically almost a clone. Yeah, but she she is a doctor's daughter, isn't she? No. She's like made from I bet in real life. Hey. Oh, she is a doctor. Is that why it's the doctor's daughter? Maybe is, maybe because it's the doctor's <laughs> actual
1: daughter. Huh.
0: You're right. Why would she marry a doctor? That's
1: And and by the way, that's completely incorrect because if they made a clone, it would be a male. So they're wrong. Well,
0: I don't remember how they describe it. Obviously not a direct clone. I guess she regenerates weird, too. Mm -hmm.
2: Like she just, what, restores? Right. Maybe she regenerates correctly and all the other Gallifreans are doing it wrong. They're all going to be wrong. She's like, why why are you doing
1: the whole thing? Just, you know.
2: (laughs) It's just, just (laughs) heal. Duh. (laughs) i know i'm new at this but maybe just heal they do do that occasionally too mm. I mean, he lost a hand right off right yeah
0: yeah he knew how to do it he's like boom put it in the hand fine yeah every time they do a doctor regeneration i think of that one where uh was it romana where she's like just trying things on yeah she just comes out totally different body trying different bodies out and it's like wow. The Doctor is just bad at everything, isn't he? He's bad at flying the tarnis. He's bad at regeneration. He's just not good at stuff. Yeah. He's really
2: bad at being the president
0: of Gallifrey.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he just... It just doesn't do it.
0: He just leaves. He doesn't do it. He's just, yep. He just randomly show up, try to claim the title again, and then there's a whole uh, to-do when they're like, what? No. <laughs> Which one was it? I think it was the fourth Doctor episode. A fourth Doctor episode where he just shows up again and he's like, "Okay, well, yeah, I'm I'm the president. I need to do this." And they're like, "Uh, you've been gone, dude." And I know they did it when he was the fifth Doctor. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah,
1: he should just be like, "I was golfing."
0: (laughs) I was golfing. Yeah, that's
2: fine. Very present. I went back. I went back in time and I was golfing with Jamie. You're not allowed to see Jamie.
1: Don't you remember War Games?
2: Jamie's the best.
1: Uh Uh-huh. He's amazing. He's good. I don't
2: know why you wouldn't go back and see Jamie again. Uh, You know, I feel like that's the thing. That could be a great story beat, too. It's like, I was never allowed to go back and see him. But then, for a long time, there was nothing stopping me. Because Galifrey didn't exist.
0: Uh, Right, right. It's because the doctor's also kind of a d bag. Because when he went, when he ghosts you, he ghosts you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's true.
1: He'll be on an alien planet for decades. <laughs> so it's literally, like, that's, right. that's right.
2: That's right. Well, I guess you're getting married now, because this is where you live.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Tenant rolling around like alone. And he gets a real like uh, uh, upset about it. And I, I know he's like the post like Rose thing. He's being emo about his relationship, but it's not like there's m- not multiple sort of support groups worth of people desperate for you to come back to them. <laughs> right. Yeah. You think we're going to see Cam Jack ever again? I don't know. I mean, if you know, RTD would bring him back if he could, right. I, I would think. I don't know if he can. Cause he's like, Soft canceled, right? Like he's canceled, right. but it was not like a.
1: They should do a poll, and then see how many people are okay with it. And when he wins, because he will, then they look him right back.
0: <laughs> the poll should be: Is he Ezra Miller? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. You know what? That we're no comment. We're not supposed to talk about this. Yeah, I'm uh, bad man. Fires of Pompeii and Plan of the Ood. And I would say, looking at the upcoming next block of episodes. Fires of Pompeii, for sure, for me, is one of the more solid ones. Planet Ood's pretty good, too. but Definitely the preeminent Ood episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'd say this is kind of a, a high point. Yeah. And for me, it dips a little bit, but it'll come back around uh, right. uh, towards the end of the season, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, these are highly enjoyable. So, are we going to dive into the Santaran double feature. Double. Yeah,
2: it, uh, it doesn't make sense to break that up, so it seems
0: And like then the next to. Oh my gosh. Donna Donna is the companion. So we're going to get to silence in the library and all that. Okay, yeah, I'm excited again. I, I like that one a lot, even though it introduces a character that I'm not wild about later on. Life was like a box of growlix.
1: <laughs> it sure is. Box
0: of growlix. I was putting together. I know you're wrapping this up. I was editing this together the last episode for the audio feed, and I'm like, we used to do this every episode. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> Grolix. That's it. it, uh, it <laughs> Grolix. Wow. If you want to hear more and see more, go grolixpodcast.com. Melanie, you got a, you got a Grolix quote you want to do? Nope. She's in the Grolics. She's in the rest Grawlix. Elementary, my dear Grolix. That's good. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcast, visit com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast. Or follow us on Twitter at Grolex Podcast. We're also everywhere, all the time, all at once. Uh, yes. No. Oh.